how do you define success? What's important in life? What is happiness? Success. Ambitions. Exploring ideas of perspectives and mindsets. The Purposeful Pursuit Podcast. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Purposeful Pursuit Podcast with myself, Adam Williams. And before we jump into this episode, just want to say a massive thank you to Max Phillips, the host of the Sea in Colour podcast, for help creating the intro and outro music. And also to those who sent in the voice notes. Um, if you do listen in, I'm sure you can find or hear yourself in there somewhere. And um, just to jump in. Today's episode will be kickstarting the series with someone who I consider a mentor, a best friend, and also lucky enough to be my brother. Uh, his name is Tom, but as I call him, his, I call him Tux. Um, why do I call you that? Oh, that's like an old family thing. Like the nursery rhyme, poor Tommy Tucker, Tucker, Tux. <laughs> I actually had no Genuinely. idea. I've called yeah, you that yeah, for yeah. like all of my <laughs> life. Um, now today's episode, will be slightly different structure to the rest in, in the sense that it has absolutely no structure. This will just be a brief conversation about some of the subjects that this podcast or series aims to cover. Um, just kind of getting it out there. Um, so Tuck, thank you for coming on. That's all right. It was a very, very, very soppy intro, but I'm, I'm really <laughs> pleased to be here. No, no, thank you. Um, so yeah, we're just kind of going to chat about some of the subjects that are going to be on this podcast. And I think, I think these conversations need to happen a little bit more. Um, I know I asked you this question just before we came on air, but you know, when was the last time that you sat down and actually had a conversation about what's important in life or, or kind of thinking about what success is in your life? Yeah, it's... It's not really something that gets spoken about a huge amount, is it? Um, I think you, you have conversation with friends about earnings and, and all of those sorts of things, but that, that's very one-dimensional. Um, it's not really something that kind of comes up unless it's four o'clock in the morning and you've had a, had a bit too much to drink, really, is it? It's never, never really so of a conversation. Um, <laughs> that's so yeah, very absolutely true, something actually. needs to be spoken about more. I, I think, yeah, I think if you had too much to drink then... Um, these conversations do come out more and I think it's something that needs to be spoken about more when you're, um, I don't know, in a coffee shop or, or just on a Zoom call. Like, um, so do you want to give a brief introduction then of, of kind of what you do as a job or maybe a sort of an introduction in terms of what your lifestyle is? Yeah. Um, so I, well, I, I work for an education technology company in London. I'm currently bouncing between uh, Bristol and London. Living um, up in London. Li living up in London, yeah. Um, don't, don't want any money, that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, my lifestyle my lifestyle's really mixed. I spend, spend a lot of time with family, a lot of time with friends, um, go out uh, drinking. Um, I, um, I enjoy sport, just kind of constantly doing a bit of everything. Um, really, really, really busy. Um, and actually lockdown recently with, with the COVID stuff was a real step change to go from a hundred mile an hour down to, down to about two mile an hour. I, I think that's um, going to be reflected upon everyone. You know, it's, it's something that everyone's lives are always a million miles an hour. And as soon as mm. lockdown kicked in, it's like, shit, like, 
you kind of do have that time to kind of just stop and think. Um, and I, I think it's I think, important. Yeah, go on. Well, no, I was just going to say, I think, especially from, you know, the, the, the topic that we're talking about, if um, you're constantly going 100 mile an hour, you're trying to succeed, you're trying to, you know, do the best of your job, you're trying to socialize all those different bits to suddenly just get locked in and be allowed out once a day for an hour's, an hour's exercise. Um, it definitely gave people the chance to kind of just sit down, spend more time in their own company and, and reflect upon what they were doing. Um, I've had a few chats with friends since it's been over in London and yeah, it's, it's, everyone's kind of said, Hey, yeah, there's, I definitely don't want to go back to lockdown, but there's definitely been some kind of positives that have come out of it in terms of just, you know, you don't need to go out all the time to have fun. You can chill out. You can enjoy your own company. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great strength to have is to be able to sit and do nothing, you know, to mm. have that time to reflect on, you know, whatever period of your life and say, no, this is the direction I've been going on. I've been going on it for a million miles an hour for however many years or months or even just weeks. But to have that time to actually stop and think, is this direction, is this the direction that I want to go on right now? Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's definitely been some step changes for, for a lot of people in, in lockdown. Some people got super, super fit and healthy. Other people have changed, changed jobs, you know, whether that's forced upon them or whether that's um, just a complete desire for, for career change. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over, over the next few months. What, in terms of career change wise or? I just think for everyone, I just think the way that the world operates has totally changed. I mean, most people didn't, didn't know how to use a video, video uh, messaging software before lockdown. That's, and now it's very true. Part and parcel. But I think in terms of work-life balance as well, and I'm sure we'll come on to this. Yeah, that's, that's good. Work, work from home sort of, sort of thing. Um, it's pretty interesting. I, I remember having chats with, with, with other family members and um, they were just saying that, you know, you can never, ever do, never do, do, do my job from home. You know, it's very important that, that we're in the office and, and so on. Mm. And um, suddenly, since they've been forced to work from home, it's the best thing since sliced bread and they don't know why they've not been doing it for years. Yeah, and, um, and now they almost don't want to go back to the office. I, I exactly. think it is mixed. I think it is mixed. I think um, you get a bit of a culture from being in the office and seeing your colleagues, which are usually friends. Um, you know, you maybe catch a pint after work or whatever on a Friday or maybe a Wednesday as well. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think the you miss out on that, but then you also get more time to yourself. You know, you're not having to commute, let's say half an hour either way. So an hour out of your day you've saved. And that hour can be used to actually going to the gym or just taking a little bit of time for yourself. Um, so I think moving forward, I think if companies can kind of create a flexible work environment where you get the choice over remote working and being in the office, I think that's going to reflect better on people's work-life balance. And if you have better work-life balance, surely you're, sort of day-to-day -day happiness or just um maybe your satisfaction for your job is going to increase i'd say so absolutely i mean this is something that i try and push at my work and um well i'm sure when my boss listens to this he won't, he won't be too happy but <laughs> I, I don't care i genuinely don't care when people work um as long as they're as they're getting the job done and doing a fantastic job and they're there when yeah. customers customers need them what does it matter? Genuinely doesn't matter. You know, everyone, everyone has a home life. Everyone has stuff they need to sort. Even just pop into the post office, for example, is an absolute mm. nightmare. Yeah, because um, there's certain times you have to get there. If you're, if you're leaving yeah. the door at seven and you're not getting back till seven, where's your post office time? It's crucial. Yeah. 
I've, I've got a phone coming <laughs> today and <laughs> my phone's obviously broken. I've got a phone coming today. If I wasn't in to sign for it, then I wouldn't get it. So, you know, first of all, problems. Your, definitely is, first is, problems. That's your what is success for you. It's yeah. do I have a working phone? Being uh, home for my know. refurbished iPhone 8 that's coming. <laughs> shout out to EE. If you want a collaboration, <laughs> give me a shout. Yeah. I don't think it's even EE, mate. I think I don't even know who it is. Um, that's really nice. They, 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 they might do a little bit of product placement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might get a new one, not a refurbished one this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I do think work-life balance is really important. And I think, um, I think you get then from that, that satisfaction about what your career is. And I think we can kind of move on to that as a talking point. But like, I think satisfaction or kind of being happy or successful in life, a huge part of that is going to be career-based. You know, how many hours of your week do you spend on your career? Too many, too many. I think you can leave the answer there, to be fair. Just the fact yeah. that it's too many. Um, and I think if it is going to be too many, then you might as well enjoy what you do for, let's say, 60, 70% of your time in a week. You're going to want to enjoy it, aren't you? Well, yeah, and that, that's something I was going to move on to say is that I'm lucky and I really enjoy what I do. I really enjoy what I do. So it doesn't bother me too much. I have days, yeah, where you're kind of stressed out from working too hard or whatever, but it's, it's the downtime where you're thinking about work or coming up with new ideas and stuff like that. that that's where work really kind of take takes up your 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 mind your life what, so and like if, if you out of it, office hours like yeah, yeah. still being switched on with work mate all all my best all my best work ideas come come when i'm in the shower i'm not even joking yeah just sat the first thing in the morning best singing from what I've heard as well <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um but yeah or, or when you just got that downtime your phone's not ringing people leave you alone no one comes to bug you in the shower generally speaking um so you just <laughs> like a, a moment of clarity and then sometimes that's that's when you get that's when you get the best ideas do you um, think uh, sorry just going back to your, the previous points about talking about work-life balance then working from home remotely then i know this is something we've covered before when we were working together during lockdown um how would you create then a work-life balance if you're working from home let's say i know for example when i was working on my dissertation throughout lockdown i was waking up i was in my room i would then have a coffee i'd go back to my room i'd sit in my room for 10 hours do dissertation and then it would be bedtime and i'd be in my room again you know i didn't have this split between work and home balance how can people find that or how have you found that then having a work-life balance while you because you work remotely that that's solely what you do isn't it yeah, I've always worked remotely, apart from apart from the delightful stint in Weatherspoons. Um, I've always worked <laughs> remotely, and I think structure. Delightful is stint in Weatherspoons. I'm sure that's not how you describe it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I, with, with um, you, you have to create structure. Structure is really important. You have to create a, a get up time, a stop time, and importantly, and I appreciate difficult difficult for you given your living environment. You 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 shouldn't be working from your bedroom. Because yeah. otherwise, you're, you're just constantly... But you need that, that like... It. You need that, like, yeah, disassociation with the room that you're in. Like, mm. I, I know for you, you have an, an actual office. And I think that's so important. Well, not, not when I'm in London, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course yeah. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll, I'll get used to, to working from the sofa. But that, that's the whole thing. Um, you know, as long as, as long as you can get work done. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really fortunate. And let, let's not forget that it is a really advantageous position to be in if you have a job where you can 
work with a laptop on your lap a lot of people have jobs where you physically have to be in in location um and you know either working with your hands or working with people and you you have to you have to be kind of working to those hours um but no structure and absolutely making time for yourself as well and i learned this the hard way um but taking lunch break for example you know if you're going to work a 12 hour day you work 12 hour a day but at least eat in the middle i can um, i can vouch for that because you're awful at it when we were living yeah. together, I was literally forcing food down you at lunchtime because you just, fair enough, like we'd, we'd do a workout at lunchtime and then you'd go straight back into the calls afterwards. But like food, again, is so important. You need to make sure that you're giving yourself that time to actually eat. Yeah, Maybe, I loved you know, it. If I, you I, missed I one day, chef. it's fine. But yeah. <laughs> a personal chef whilst you were living with me, it's brilliant. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, oh, though you did, you did turn me slightly vegan as well, though, didn't you? Like yeah, that's, that's, um, um, you know, planting the seeds, planting the Plant seeds, seeds in you now. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, no, just going back, you said um, you say people are, are fortunate to work in a position or in a career that they get to the choice to work from home. Hmm. Do you think now that COVID's come in and working remotely is, is kind of, I don't know, a, a necessity or um, at least an option people can be looking for? Do you think people will start to pick careers like considering where they're going to be working like would you think now people are going to look at a career and go actually this career only offers office working i actually want that remote working yeah 100 percent. i mean i i always did that i've never i mean i get the concept you know i understand that people have to pay to go to work but the the, the thought of paying i don't know five grand a year like train fee for example to, mm. to go to work just paying physically just to get to your place of work and work before you've earned any money and that for me just seems a little bit mental especially in in 2020 and again i appreciate you know i will caveat it not not all jobs um you, you can do from home but the thought of paying i don't know five grand train fee to then go to work just you, you just lost five grand you pay straight away when you can do the same amount of work from home and i think i think that mixed with well the cost savings mixed with the work-life balance um i think a lot of people will look for jobs that that are remote i know when i started the company i work at i i wouldn't have done it if it was office space because it was based in london and i was mm. living over over near bristol um so i think increasingly so people will absolutely be looking for that flexibility and i think for people who have had that flexibility through lockdown if suddenly their employers go backwards you need to be nine till five in the office yeah like, yeah late. it's that's too much of a, a, a transition into something that's that's totally different again it's like factory work in the 1800s in this country you know how how can we how can we get the, the most productivity by having people in there constantly and actually people are far more productive if you just let them do that literally thing. what but i wrote my dissertation on as well in that Mm, yeah exactly looking at how the, the kind of productivity and satisfaction comes from what work environment you're in and mm. you know a lot of the feedback is actually if you just empower people to choose themselves then actually their satisfaction and work environment satisfaction increases and then the kind of consequence of that is that productivity increases if you're happy and you you're empowered at work you're going to do better work aren't you yeah ab- 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 absolutely um what's it a happy workforce is a productive workforce <laughs> yeah. is a disgusting saying it, but it is it is it's, it's very true but yeah i i i, I absolutely I'm a, I'm a i'm a huge advocate of remote working flexible working and ultimately it's about trust and if you if your employer doesn't trust you to do your job 
you know, without them kind of watching over you or tracking you, whatever, then I think you need to question your employer. And likewise, if you're, if you are an employer and you don't trust the people that you're employing to, to do your job, then you need to assess, assess how you're hiring people. Yeah. It's it's all about trust at the end of the day. Um, But I remember when, when I first started working, working from home, my friends all said to me, Tom, how do you ever get anything done? Surely you're just sat in your pants all day playing Xbox. And I'm like, well, yes to sitting in my pants all day, no to playing <laughs> Xbox. And they were like, but surely, like, how do you just get anything done ever? And I was like, it's really, really simple, guys. If I don't do my job, I will get fired. And that, <laughs> that's, that's as simple as it gets. And that's what drives people to actually do their jobs and not faff around in their pants playing Xbox. Um, if you've got a task to do, to like do. if you've yeah. got a mission for that day, like to be honest, like we've all done it when you've, you've sat around all weekend, you've done nothing. Like it's enjoyable up to a point. You need to have something to do. You need to keep your brain taken over. And I know with you, you're very passionate. You know, you, you've, you've worked and grown with your company. So you, you don't want to be taken off and just sitting in your pants all day every day like you know you want to be contributing to your company and I think that's a good reflection point actually is you know find yourself a job that you do want to wake up with you, you want to wake up in the morning and you want to work about nine till five or even maybe longer you know it, I think if you enjoy it it doesn't feel like work necessarily yeah absolutely um when whenever we were hiring people at my work they really always ask kind of what what's your favorite thing about working where you work and um mine's always that it doesn't feel like a job it's like a mission we're all working on a yeah, project yeah that's constantly. great you i think that, that's a reflection of a good company culture actually um yeah yeah so so good up to the head management which i guess is you <laughs> yeah i suppose so yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i take a pat on the shoulder for that yeah yeah um yeah but that 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 for me is if you find a job that you feel like you're working on something you're not just doing a nine to five processing stuff i I think there's a there's a huge amount to be said for that huge amount it's joyful isn't it i think like we said started this podcast off with if that's what you're going to be doing for like too many hours of your week as you described it like it, it needs yeah it needs to be something good um yeah okay so let's move away from the kind of career side of things then um Mm. you said that you um spend a bit of your time sort of drinking socializing as do all of us um is there anything else you kind of do no work work does take a huge amount of time um I, I like I like to go traveling from time to time lockdowns kind of put that put paid to that with <laughs> just, everyone just else a little bit <laughs> yep um I suppose you I, I'm on an, and, England. <laughs> yeah yeah honestly um but yeah I'm, I'm on annual leave at the moment and I'm able to do the square root of nothing um due to having surgery on my hands that that's really frustrating but just see, seeing lots of friends uh seeing family as well um and then yeah just getting ready getting ready for a big a big scary move big 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 life change so you're going from from wales moving to london yeah yeah little little town of chepstow moving to um moving to london which is which is really exciting um so no i know london quite well i've worked here and always been in and in around london um for, for quite some time even when living in chepstow i'd be here more or less every week but to actually kind of commit a move is it's pretty exciting um yeah people get up new things and i think that's what again one of the things that's important in life is taking that big decision to move from somewhere like chepstone and wales and actually say you know what right now i want to just move to london i just want to enjoy life you know if i asked you 12 months ago could you ever see yourself living in london i, I imagine the answer would probably be no 
Well, yeah, and there's, you know, being, and we'll go on to this in a second, I'm sure some significant life changes for me. But I think that the whole point of moving to London is, um, and this is um, a phrase that one, one of my friends Sam uses quite a lot, um, which is success is at the end of your, end of your comfort zone. Um, you, you never, you never achieve anything by, by being sat there, you know, kind of comfortably in, in a, in an easy environment and by kind of pushing the boat out, kind of putting yourself at, at that edge of your comfort zone, you know, moving to somewhere totally different to where I live. Mm. I mean, you, you've been to my place in the countryside, um, to suddenly being, being at the, yeah, yeah. For suddenly being, being in the, in the big smoke, it's, it's a hell of a step change, but one in which I think will, will absolutely just kind of help me help me crack on crack on crack yeah on. i think it helps my new so, life <laughs> um I, I do like that quote that um is that sam kerr yeah yeah yeah, yeah so um so success is at the end of your comfort zone mm. it's very cliche let's be honest but it's totally true mm. you know I, if you're not if you're not kind of at the boundary of where your comfort zone is um, Jordan Peterson puts this very well, actually. He kind of defines it as you need a good balance of chaos in, and order in your life. You can almost look at it like a little yin and yang that you need to have one foot in order and one foot in chaos. You need something in your life that creates enough order to create some form of stability. That creates mm. the foundation to have one foot that's going to be in chaos. And that chaos is where you start to grow. That's where you're like, you know, you're edge of your comfort zone. That's where you're um, really learning from your environment. Um, so it seems like this step to London is kind of your step into that chaos, slightly away from that order again. Yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, you met my friends. It's definitely a step into chaos. Um, but yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting because it's, it's, it's totally different. But I could, I could have stayed in Chepso, plodding along, doing my job, cracking on. Um, obviously, I'm still going to do my job. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll just go into the office more. Um, but yeah, just get out there, meet new people, meet, meet people from totally different backgrounds, environments, whatever. Um, try new things. Just that, some, that somewhere not from Wales. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I won't, won't slag off Wales too much. I went until I saw my house and then... You can put your house right move link in the description. <laughs> if anyone's looking for a five-bed apartment or a five-bed house yeah. in Chepstow. Are, are you, you going to charge me product placement? Of course, or, or of course. Be, for, for being your first Absolutely, episode? absolutely. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll let this one slide, but any more than we'll... Uh... Oh, you're a good guy. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Um, okay, so just going to touch in again on, on that kind of stepping into chaos then. Um, mm -hmm. Stressful time of life, let's be honest. You know, you've got a big move coming up. You're going into London. Um, and I know this is something we've spoke about recently. It's kind of your, a little bit of your journey into coping with stress and mindfulness. I know that you're quite a big advocate for talking about mental health or men's mental health in particular. Yeah, it's, it's never really been something that, I'm trying to think the best way to describe it. It's never really been something that I was like into, if that makes sense. Mm. I've always kind of, you know, keep yourself to yourself as a guy, funnily enough, keep yourself to yourself and, and you kind of plod along with, with your own problems. And, um, I recently went through uh, a breakup. What did you know? Uh, recently went through, through a breakup with Max. I've been with for, for 10 years and, and I really struggled like initially. And what, one of the things that I struggled with was actually something I found I'd be struggling with throughout kind of the latter part of the relationship as well. And that's that your, your thoughts affect your actions. And if you get yourself in a bit of a negative mindset, that it, it will then totally affect your actions, such as you wake up in a bad mood, the first person you see in the street, you know, you might, you might not smile at 
for example, mm. you might, you know, tell them if they shove you accidentally, you might tell them to F off and then you, and then you, then you ruin their day. A lot of car rage, I think, comes from this as well. A lot of what, sorry? Car rage, you know, when you see people get really angry. Oh, like, yeah, it's always in the little things well. on the car. It's just like, mate, chill out. Like, it's not the end of the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, you put yourself in their shoes, what's going on in their life, you know, and that, that kind of um, reflects your thing of, you know, your thoughts kind of reflect your, <laughs> reflect your actions. Yeah, exactly. And, and one of the things that I found really helpful just to kind of get me through quite, quite a turbulent time was um, just, just practicing mindfulness. Never, never really stepped into it too much. It just absolutely was not me. It was this weird, like, kind of, I don't know, concept. I, I can't really describe it's it very, It's very, it's got a stigma. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's kind of like taking out the vegans, it. the vegetarians, like, all, all that <laughs> the sort hippies, of lot. Like, it, it hippies, does have, yeah. It does and, have a stigma and, around that. It does, it does, and, that, and that, that, that's wrong. Um, there's nothing wrong with vegans either. Like I said, I'm 1% vegan now, so, so I'm all good. <laughs> that, that's your fault. And, um, and yeah, it, it's just kind of really helpful to just kind of realise that actually, like, you're, you're okay. Like, you're, you're, your mind can often, can often overtake you. And um, I think part of that, I was listening to a book ages ago, because I don't read, I just listen, um, by, by Mark, Mark Mason, Manson, I think his name is. And the book is called Everything is Fucked and yeah a few friends have recommended that actually and um it's really interesting because it talks about um talks about the concept that we are all kind of driving pushing trying to find our purpose in life constantly driving 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 pushing driving pushing and we're all looking for that thing that makes us special that thing that kind of separates us having that purpose and suppose you know looking for that success piece that we're talking about as well and actually i think we forget that we are just animals made out of stardust um in this big, well no we are, we are <laughs> yeah no you know, i'm, I'm in, completely in with you that. and actually our, our, our lives all of us are totally meaningless every single last yeah. one in the grand grand scheme of things yeah. but us as humans we, we we struggle we struggle to come to terms with that because we have a consciousness and that was really interesting to, to listen to and that this is what the book talks about i'm gonna have to read this yeah yeah absolutely and um it's just kind of just ha- i suppose coming to terms with that and when when you come to terms with the fact that you know all right, big, bigger picture. We are all animals mm. made out of stardust. No one actually knows what they're doing. No one actually knows, you know, what what, what they should be doing. Um, it, it just takes pressure off a little bit. And yeah, we've do, do you know what? This. I think just to jump in, I think it you empowers know. you. I think once you just realise that is what it is, it kind of empowers you with that knowledge. And once you kind of accept it for what it is, you can kind of be like, well, you know, why don't I make it my own then? You know, if, if mm. that's if that's what it is. I can't change that, but what I can do is make it my own. And I think empowering yourself then with that decision and that knowledge is going to be very critical to leading um, a bit more of a meaningful and, like you said, purposeful life. Yeah, and I know I know one of the topics we're talking about on this is is kind of what is success or you know success in mm. general. And I think it's the very I still can't think of the term for this. It, binary is not the right term. It's, it's very definitive. It's got an end point for success. But when you think about the fact that success implies an end point, well, life's always moving on. It's always changing at the same time. The only time. constant in life is change. Exactly that. And took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> and, um, and with that, I think you kind of have to focus on your little, your little micro successes i was thinking about this earlier your little micro successes so there's little times in life where you're just content 
And if you were to ask me, hey, kind of what, what is success? You know, is it money? Is it, you know, a happy relationship? Is it, is it, I don't know, million and one things? Is it, you know, your team scoring a goal? I, I don't know. Um, but I think actually success, there is no like one overriding success. You get lots of little micro successes that build up to, to a happy life. And I think you can be considered successful at one moment and then suddenly you know, everything's, everything's all falling apart. And that for me is why your little micro moments of, of, of being content are others, other successes, I suppose. Um, yeah. And I think if you can, I absolutely agree with all of that. I think that's, that's actually amazing. And I think if you can shift your mind to a mindset of gratitude for those mm-hmm. micro successes, if you can say like, life's a bit shit but actually every now and again i get these small little micro successes as you call them um be grateful for them you know think about them more than the the failures that you've got and if you keep creating that mindset keep creating that that shift or that mindset of gratitude for those those wins that you get you're going to be thinking about them more and if you're thinking and your your thoughts are always like you said your thoughts affect your actions if your thoughts are always gratitude for what's going well is that not going to lead to more success is that not going to then affect more success and more micro successes yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. From from my point of view, and I think you, you know, and, and I know this podcast isn't about you, but I think from <laughs> from from just watching you, and obviously family's gone through a lot of hardship over the last few years. Yeah, just seeing how kind of you you absolutely taken it on the chin and just really become such a positive guy, and you know, you're you're, you're huge inspiration to well not just to me but the family in general uh, just for like how you kind of taken everything and just cracked on. But also, I've never heard anyone say a bad word about you. And it annoys the pants off me. Surely there's <laughs> someone that hates you out there. But the fact of the matter is you're just too much of a nice guy. And I think <laughs> that's because you do just take, you do just take the, um, the, those kind of, those positive, you know, those micro successes, those, those positive things and really appreciate them and value them. And, and then just hugely take an interest in others as well. So yeah, I'm probably digressing a little bit there, no. but <laughs> I, I absolutely agree because then that, that Quite then shapes, shapes you, you as a person. Um, but yeah, that's the only nice thing I'll ever say about you. Thank you. I, no, I'm very grateful. And I do appreciate you saying that. It's, it's nice to hear those things. Um, I kind of want to reflect that back on you because I think I've learned a lot of my or who I am from you. And also, I think um, having a supportive friendship group, you know, like you said, mm. we've kind of gone through some shit times in the last couple of years. And that's something that we will talk about in later episodes um, sort of how you cope with grief or how you just kind of overcome sort of just shit times in life. And again, that's something we'll cover in, in later episodes. Um, but I think one way to kind of overcome these things is definitely to have a supportive group of friends. And if you've got people around you that are kind of there for you, and I think at least willing to have a conversation about that or, or about any, anything that, that's kind of getting you down in life, if you can actually have a conversation about it, um it kind of takes away some of the pressure on your shoulders just speaking about something out loud actually just like you're like okay that whatever that was stressing me out i've just spoken to some mates about it and actually now it doesn't seem like that much of a big deal I, often your mates put it in perspective as well um and they, they really do and this is where i think yumi yumi kind of um to like connect quite well on this stuff is we're not your 
kind of lads, lads going down, down the pub kind of, you know, no, I'm going to bottle up my emotions and just down 12 Jaeger bombs to kind of compensate for it. No, it's like, can't, can't, can't talk about mental health as gay mm. or whatever, you know, sort of rubbish that comes out of people's mouths. And we're, we're quite kind of open with that stuff and haven't, haven't really got an issue talking about it. And I think that's, that's really important because people that do bottle up, I think you just re, kind of reinforce the, the stigma. But the, in, in the same way, you know, you can't kind of criticise anyone for that because, I mean, we, we were talking about this yesterday, weren't we? Just about kind of mindfulness and, and how I kind of just, I'm not like obsessed with it, but it just helps from time to time if, you, if your mind's going a bit busy. It's a tool. But, it's a tool you can utilise as yeah. when you need it. But you can't, you can't force someone mm. to do it. You, you can lead the horse to water, but if they're, not, if they're not ready to engage with it. It's not thirsty. There's no point. Exactly. It's not thirsty. <laughs> um, and I think someone has to kind of find it at the right time, be the right mindset, and it, it, it just needs to, needs to kind of click. They have to it be does, open does, does to it kind of, yeah. in, in the first sense. And then I think if there's tools or, or something or a, a friend or a podcast that kind of nudges them to think – okay like i've got this situation i'll go in with an open mind about how i'm going to resolve it and and if that if if they then to start finding that i was talking to someone about it or learning a little bit about mindfulness or you know i know for you you started um you know when when things were very shit you started meditating and i think Mm. you you came across that through the headspace app um yeah yeah. is that can you can you talk about that quickly like your kind of your experience with meditation you absolutely want to get those guys doing a doing a cheeky like plug uh, <laughs> cheeky product placement. They they've got all the money at the moment. Um, yeah, that that was something. It was actually recommended to me by a doctor. I was just having having. Oh a bit really? Of a, Is that actually? Yeah, doctors yeah. Do do doctors now? recommend that it. That's, that's um, yeah, that's amazing that's, to see. You know, see, create an app that doctors push. Brilliant. Um, no, <laughs> yeah. so, Business um, idea. I know, right? And um, yeah, so no, it was just recommended to me by a doctor, and I was like, yeah, absolutely no way am I doing that. Um, and why? Then, why did you have that reaction? Why, why did you say no way? I'm not meditating. I don't know. Just well, what's it going to achieve? That, like, like that, that. That was my view. Like, what is sitting there taking five minutes, just going um, like, kind of, which obviously <laughs> is not that. But that that was kind of how how, how you interpret. That's it, the initial know? perception. I don't own a tie dye T-shirt ad, right? That, yeah. That was the problem. <laughs> and that, and that, that that was the association. And. Um, I think when I did just kind of try it, this, the Headspace app in particular, because it's just it doesn't make a drama out of it. And mm. I suppose that that's kind of my 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 bit on this is, you know, even just talking about this stuff on 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 this with you, it's like not the most comfortable thing in the world. Like you don't want to make like a huge kind of song and dance about the stuff you're going through. It's, it's, yeah, it's what I want to do. But you still need to you still need to own your own your own shit. Like you know, you can't can't make your problems other people's problems at the same time. And that's why. I was a little bit, sorry, going back to Headspace app, that's why I thought it was quite good because it's just there if you need it. They've got these like little, little micro modules, um, yeah. no matter what you're feeling, if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling grief, if you're feeling um, just stressed, if you're feeling stressed. Uh, they've got like, performance ones as well. So if you're oh, about to go cool. to play like, sports game and they get you like performance mindset, I think the NBA sponsors that on, on the outside. That's, that's pretty cool. I've not, not used those yet. Um, but yeah, just something like that. And it's, I suppose, private as well. Just no one no one knows that you use Do you know what it's it's nice to have like i meditate so i try to meditate 20 minutes in the morning 20 minutes in the evening mm. not minutes throughout once a day but like it's that 20 minutes of the day on my own i've got mm. no other thoughts no anything going on i don't think about my schedule i think about nothing just for 20 or sometimes 40 minutes a day 
And that's, like you said, that's just my time. That's, that's my time on my own, me, my thoughts, nothing else. And I think in today's society, we just don't have that enough. No, you're right. And this, I think, just going full circle back to what we're talking about with um, the lockdown stuff, I think a lot of people have kind of found either <laughs> they've, they've stopped running around, they found out that they're a person that they probably don't like a huge amount and want, want to make some changes. Um, I definitely found that for me. Um, so they get sorry. They, they sorry. They might find that they're um, they're a person that they don't they don't like. They become a person that they don't really like a huge amount, and then they've just kind of worked okay. on working on themselves, um, or they've just needed it just to kind of like get through or whatever. But absolutely, it's just about kind of recentering and kind of le- learning a bit more about yourself with, with these apps. Yeah, re- realigning what it is, or, or re- reflecting on who you become again. It's kind of full circle of you all going on this hundred mile an hour direction, and actually, it's kind of taking a step back and going, "Is that is that the direction I want to go on?" Maybe it was back then, but you know, is it is it still that direction I want to go on? Um, yeah, I definitely think I, I know for me personally, like meditation is that time where I can move life out of the zone and actually just think about myself. You start to realign yourself a little bit. Um, and you start then, I think, starting to direct yourself to become a bit more of, of who you want to become. And you might mm. not know who that is exactly. But for me, it's kind of, I don't know, pushing me in the right direction. I think that's the only way I can kind of describe it at this point. Hopefully, I kind of I'll, I'll develop and understand a bit more about it as, as time goes on. But right now, it's just like it seems like the right thing to do right now. And that's, that's kind of it, really. Yeah, 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 and well, j- just to really blow your mind, just say the right direction. Don't forget, we're we're, we're those little little animals that are all made out of stardust, mate. Um, <laughs> but I, I I know what you mean in terms of um just you make the you and I, I quite like the term and no one's allowed to steal it. I'm copywriting it. Your your micro successes. I think micro, many, successes. Many micro successes. I'm gonna we'll get build into your life. We'll get t-shirts. Yes, <laughs> let's brand this up, man. Let's brand it up. Um. Yeah, and 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 I, I think just there's one of the things that we spoke about uh, before before we came on here, and it's something that um, uh, someone told me a few years ago, um, which is what what is it? Like life is ten uh, percent what happens to you, and ninety percent how you react to it. So essentially, life is very much kind of your your mental attitude. So if you are going through hardship, you are going through stress, you are going through whatever. Yeah, life life can really kick you in the nuts. It, it can really suck. Um, you can go through million and one different things, but the only person who can control your your thoughts are on that um, are you. And mm. that that you know sound like I'm 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 um, what's the word uh, like diluting? I, I can't think of the right word for it, but um, it is entirely on the, the only thing you can control is your is your mindset. So you it's your thoughts and your actions. Like the other ten percent exactly. Um, and yeah, I think I don't know. Being being quite lucky, probably you and I quite lucky to learn that at a young age um and that was yeah we've got to be grateful for that experience i think mm. absolutely mate absolutely um yeah so I, I don't know i'm just full of like nuggets and nuggets of um information and, and cliches and phrases so you know feel free to no, I do like that so yeah round, so, so, round up whatever you want mate um you know my, my final question and i think you've already answered it so we can't do it now but like at the end of every podcast i will be doing sort of a final question to any of the guests just asking what their what's the best advice that they've been given or that they want to give and i think sort of listeners out there i think it's quite nice actually just to sit back and just have five minutes and really think about that one time that someone just said a bit of advice to you and it really stuck 
you know, I don't know if you can sit there and think now, but like when was the last time someone said something and I'm like, wow, that's, that's something I'm, I'm going to keep. Um, so yeah, at the end of every podcast, and you've, you've essentially just done it for me anyway. Um, you know, in, in saying that we're 90%, um, what happens to us and no 10% what happens to us and 90% you can go that way if you want. how, how we, we react to it. Um, and I think that's some solid advice actually. Um, and I think we can end it there, actually. I think we're nearly at the, the 45 minute mark. Um, so if you've enjoyed listening today and want to get in touch or follow Tom's journey, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? With me? Yeah. Um, I think my Instagram is tjhp91. Um, and then, yeah, um, that, that, that's, pro- that's probably the only way. And if you want to buy his house, still up for sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put a link in the bio. Um, <laughs> Help Tom not be poor as he leaves yeah. London. <laughs> no, I love that. And um, that is it for the first episode of the Purposeful Pursuit podcast. Um, we've got some more episodes coming up with Char Herdman. That's actually being recorded later today. Um, talking all things success. And then the uh, third episode coming out is going to be with a family member called Jess Gatfield, who is actually a alignment coach. So stay tuned for the next episodes of the Purposeful Pursuit podcast with myself, Adam Williams. The Purposeful Pursuit podcast. The Purposeful Pursuit podcast.